Praise the Lord, and thank you for joining us at the Upper Room Church. Listen in as Pastor Johnson teaches the Word of God, gives us encouragement, and midweek refuel to run this spiritual race. Tonight's lesson will be entitled, The Difference Between Being Filled with the Holy Spirit and Being Baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let's get into the Word here. I want to talk about being filled with the Holy Ghost, being filled with the Spirit. You got your Bible. Let me give you something here. You got your Bible. Um, take a look. Look at the the the, uh, the book of Acts. Acts is second chapter. Uh, the second chapter of Acts. I want to go there. What's the difference in being filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, being full of the Spirit, and being baptized in the Holy Ghost? I remember years ago when I first got saved. This lady got up. She was a real sanctified lady. Uh, Mother Harbor over in Arkansas, uh, Bishop Harbor's wife, she used to get them to testify. She's a real holy lady. And she used to get them to testify, I thank God I've been baptized. I have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God baptized me in the Holy Ghost. I have the bapt. And I, I never really quite understood that. I said, what is she saying? She was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And uh, all our preachers told us was in Acts chapter 2. Turn there. I gave you the chapter Acts chapter 2, look at verse number 37. I'm going to read down to 38. Verse 37 says these words. Now when they heard this, this is on the day of Pentecost. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved, that is? Then Peter said unto them, here's what you need to do to be saved. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So here, uh, on the day of Pentecost, they were promised to receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 39 said, for the promise is unto you, and the same promise is to your children, and the same promise is to all those that are far off in distant country, as many as the Lord God will call into salvation. The promise of the Holy Spirit is to all God's people that, that accept him the promise of receiving his spirit. Now, uh, what is the difference in, in, in receiving his spirit, being, being filled with the Holy Spirit, as God said that we would do, and uh, being baptized in this Holy Spirit? Look at the fourth chapter of Acts. The fourth chapter of Acts. Turn over page, page two, fourth chapter of Acts. Here, here in the fourth chapter of Acts, in verse number eight, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all see that? Filled with the Holy Ghost and said unto them, Ye men, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if this was if this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole. Now my point there is that Peter was said he was Peter, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. That's, I want you to notice that punchline, filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, look down at verse number 31. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spake the word of God with boldness. So we see here 
the apostles uh, were filled with the Holy Spirit. Y'all see that? Just keep that in mind. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, look at um, the word of the Lord, and uh, let's see where I want to go here now. Acts, the first chapter. Acts, the first chapter. Turn to Acts, the first chapter, if you will. My point is, some of you all were filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of you all were baptized into the Holy Spirit. Well, what's the difference? I'm going to show you what the difference is in just a moment. Acts, the first chapter. And take a look at, let's see what verse I want to go to. Well, well, let's see. Uh, verse number one, number four. Acts the first chapter and verse number four. And it reads like this. And being assembled together with them, that Jesus was, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem, Peter, James, John, all of you all, but wait for the promise of the Father. He instructed all the disciples to wait for the promise that was God, that he, God was going to send back to heaven, send back to earth uh, in the form of the Holy Spirit. But wait for the promise, which said he, ye have heard of me. Now notice verse number five. For John, that's John the Baptist, for John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Y'all see that? So now here, Jesus, before his ascension to heaven, told the disciples, this after his resurrection, before he went back to heaven, told the disciples, the 12 disciples. Now, in this particular instance, he was not talking to uh, the 120 that was in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. He was talking to the disciples, the, the 12 disciples, 11 disciples, how many were at that time. He said, for John truly baptized with water. John baptized people down in the river Jordan. He said, but you, you brethren, you disciples, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, and it ain't going to be very long, not many days hence. And verse 6 says, and when they therefore will come together, they ask of him, saying, Lord, without at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel. And he said to them, it is not for you to know the time or the season which the Father has put in his own power. Of course, Jerusalem was about to, needed to be restored. It was going to be torn down by the Roman soldier, but the Lord didn't really want to get into rebuilding Jerusalem. He was just about spiritual kingdom work at this time. So he says, not for you to know what, when God's going to do all this. But he did reiterate again in verse number eight by saying, but you, Peter, James, and John, and Matthew, Bartholomew, Luke, Mark, all of you, but you shall receive power, power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. You, you're going to be my witnesses uh, unto me, both in Jerusalem and into Judea and in Samaria and unto the other parts of the earth. So uh, the baptism that Jesus told him, you're going to be baptized into the Holy Ghost. Now, here he was speaking specifically to the disciples. And he said, uh, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when you, when you become baptized in the Holy Ghost, 
you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Samaria and uh, Judea and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So the baptism into the Holy Ghost is for the people of God that he had placed in ministry, that they might have the boldness uh, to, to speak the word of God, to declare the word of God in the face of uh, fear, to keep from being afraid to speak truth. See, the reason why so many preachers are afraid to speak truth is because they do not, they have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, when you, once you're baptized into the Holy Ghost, it gives you this holy boldness, and you, you, you will speak the word of God without fear, not even fear in your life. Well, if they kill me, they kill me. I know particular preachers, I can definitely say I know he was baptized into the Holy Ghost. That's a pastor out in California, uh, uh, MacArthur. I listened to him, John MacArthur. I listened to him an awful lot. This man was willing to uh, really put his life on the line for the gospel that he believed in. Um, I, I follow him a lot. And when COVID first came in, before COVID first came in, you know, a lot of us, we had to shut our churches down, we shut the schools down, we, shed, we had to come, up, come home, come to the house. And the government was so tough on churches that they didn't want us to assemble. Now, John MacArthur was very, very bold in what he did. Uh, he, refused, he refused to shut the church down. A lot of other people, they shut the church down and went home, uh, and uh, they, they just stayed out of church for two years, length of time, uh, or, uh, or whenever they said we could go back and have so many at church, maybe five, ten, maybe the pastor will be there and his staff, and they could have a broadcast from the church, but the, but the body couldn't come. Uh, the, Calif the California has a governor out there. This this guy is he's real he's real to the left, and for for the things of God are concerned, Governor uh, Abbott Abbott I think that's his name. Yeah, Governor Abbott. He's probably going to run for president because our former president they don't know whether or not he gonna he gonna do a second term or last a second term. So they're thinking strongly about replacing him with a strong candidate. We don't know what's going to happen there. That's all in God's hand. But Governor Abbott came into church real big time in California and told all the churches they had to shut down or they'll be fine. If you don't close your church, you will be fine X amount of dollars or and you will be fine up to uh, put in prison. So they were actually, Governor Abbott, Abbott was really threatening the churches in California. If you didn't close those doors, we will find you so many thousands of dollars a day, and we will put the pastor in jail. Well, Pastor MacArthur refused because he was saying separation of church and state. The government has no right to tell the church what to do. The church is a church. The government is a government. They, the two don't work together. Uh, we have our freedom uh, from God to freedom to assemble, freedom to worship. The government has no jurisdiction and telling the church what to do. It has no business interfering and getting in ecclesiastical matters. That's the word of God. And a lot of pastors wasn't brave enough to stand on that. So, well, he threatened to put folks in jail. Y'all, we're going to close the church. But uh, uh, Pastor MacArthur refused to do it. And so uh, the state of California took MacArthur to court. He went before the Supreme Court. 
they were threatening to put him in jail. And, and, and Pastor MacArthur said these words, where if I go to jail for preaching the gospel, if I go to jail for obeying what God said, then church, talk to the church now, then I just have to go to prison because I will not let the government tell the church what to do. If I go to jail, I'm just going to have a prison ministry. But I will not listen to what the government says. And Pastor MacArthur refused to close his church. And, of course, they went to court, went before the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court sided with Pastor MacArthur that the government has no jurisdiction in telling the churches what to do. He's one of the only pastors that I know that really stood up against the government when Kobe came in and said, you don't tell the church what to do. The church is the church. The government is the government. And, and you, you, just, you just butt out of this. And he was willing to go to jail if the governor went that far to try to take him to prison. He said, well, if I go to prison, I just have a prison ministry. When he stood up like that, that let me know this man, no doubt in my mind, was baptized in the Holy Ghost because it gives you boldness to go up to, against the biggest and the baddest whoever out there. You would not back down. You would not tuck your tail between your legs and bow down to the government, especially when they're trying to get you not to do what God told you to do. He's one of the pastors. There's others who did the same thing, and I applaud them. So the purpose of being baptized in the Holy Ghost is to give you boldness beyond measures, boldness uh, 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 that average people don't have. You remember when they beat the apostles and beat them, the councils did, and told them, don't you preach no more in Jesus' name, don't you teach no more in Jesus' name. And what them boys did, they went right on down the road, and, and we're going to let y'all go, but don't you do this no more. What the old boys did, they went right down the road and started right back up again. We ain't listening to you. We're going to do the will of God. And they went on and wrote the story and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. We don't have enough preachers that's bold enough to make those kind of statements because they're not baptized in the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, they probably don't have the Holy Ghost at all. Uh, now, now, look at this right here. This is why Jesus said you're going to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And so the purpose of being baptized in the Holy Ghost is to have the boldness you need to speak because in this world we, we're living in now and the way the world is coming at the church, that we have to be willing to take a stand for the Lord, even if we are hated, even if we're criticized, ostracized, if we call all these names they got for you, you a hater, you a bigot, you a phobia, you a this, or, you know, they got all these names. Even in spite of all that, it takes some boldness to stand up when people really are outright talking about you because you're preaching the truth. You got something more than the average person has, and that is uh, boldness from God. These people were baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, on the day of Pentecost, what we just read in the book of Acts, these people, were just they, they, they received the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. So as, as I studied this being filled with the Holy Ghost and being baptized in the Holy Ghost, the best way I can get you to understand the difference is this right here. Just let me let me let me try to lay it out to you like this. Take a glass of water. Just imagine there's a glass of water in front of you all. Okay. The glass is on the table. Now I have a pitcher of water. I'm gonna fill the glass with water. 
So as I fill the glass with water, after I fill the glass with water, now I can say the glass is filled with water. Now imagine that. Now you see, you understand what I'm saying. The glass is filled with water. So imagine, just think for a moment that you are that glass, and and that water is the Holy Spirit. And so, as the Lord said, you're gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's gonna give His Spirit to everybody. So what God does, we are the vessel. God takes His Holy Spirit and He fills the individual. He fills the believer with the Holy Spirit, just like the glass is filled with water. You as a believer in the body of Christ, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is poured into you, the believer's life. It's poured into you. So you can say, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. So uh, that analogy, I hope you understand, being filled with the Holy Spirit. But that's different from being baptized in the Holy Spirit. You follow what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to give you an analogy of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit and being full of the Holy Spirit is the same thing. So it, 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 being filled with it and full of the Holy Spirit is the same thing. Say, I told you, I filled the glass with water. Okay? After I fill the glass with water, I can say the glass is filled with water. All right. Then I can say the glass is full of water. Both of them the same thing. The glass now is full of water. How I know it's full of water? I filled it with water. So being filled with the Holy Ghost and full of the Holy Ghost are synonymous. They are the same thing. So the Bible speaks here. Let me give you a, a verse right here where I think I want to go. Uh, the book of St. Luke, St. Luke, the first chapter. So it speaks of being filled with the Spirit, then it speaks of being full of the Spirit. St. Luke, the first chapter. Turn there. I think that's where I want to go. St. Luke, the first chapter. Let's see. Okay. St. Luke, the first chapter. Look at verse number 15. This is talking about John the Baptist. Dad named Zechariah, mom named Elizabeth. Uh, St. Luke, the first chapter, verse number 15, it said, And he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, talking about John the Baptist, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drinks. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. So John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit in his mama's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall return to the Lord their God, and he shall go before in the spirit and power of Elijah. Now, look down at, I want to skip down to, Verse 75. Skip down to verse 75. Let's see. I'm sorry. Let's see. Uh, hold just a moment. Let's see. Um, well, no, that's not the one I want. Okay, I'll come back to that. But anyway, John the Baptist was filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. Y'all follow me? So he was filled with it. Now, take a look at, again at um, where I want to go is um, St. Saint, Saint Matthew's, the uh, third chapter. St. Matthew, the third chapter. Take a look at that. 
Oh, let's see. I I, I really wanted that verse and uh, and about being full with it, but my thoughts fail me, and I can't I can't find that particular one that I want. Uh, saying that John he was full of the Spirit. Okay, sometimes you get the scriptures all twisted up. But look at uh, Saint Matthew the third chapter. St. Matthew, the third chapter. If some of y'all Bible students out there, if you can find the one where um, um, Zacharias was full of the Holy Ghost, uh, send that to me. Zacharias was full of the Holy Ghost. I wanted to read that to you. Now, look at St. Ma- Matthew, the third chapter. Uh, St. Matthew, the third chapter, in verse number five. Let's see. Yeah, this is the John the Baptist talking, and he's talking about what Jesus is going to do. St. Matthew, the third chapter, verse number five, then went out to him, then went out to him, uh, Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing of sin. But when he saw men of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers. Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meet for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham uh, to our fathers. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Uh, Now also the axe is laid uh, unto the root of the tree. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruits is hewn down and cast into the fire. Focus on verse number 11. Verse 11 says, I indeed, here's John, is uh, explaining to them about his baptism. Uh, verse 11 said, John said, I indeed baptize you uh, in with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me, talking about Jesus, his cousin, he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Y'all see that? So here he said, John said, I baptize you. I baptize you uh, in water. But a person is coming after me. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Now notice, he didn't say a person coming after me. You're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He said he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. So my point is being filled with the Holy Ghost and and being full of the Holy Ghost is the same thing. But being baptized in the Holy Ghost is different altogether. That's a different that's a different uh, uh, experience. So uh, here he said this person right here, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Some of you have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. Initially filled with it, full of it, and also baptized with it. Had to have it. And all God's ministers really need it. And so you see here in this verse where he said he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. All right? Now, here is my, my point to try to help you understand being baptized 
uh, with the Holy Ghost and what it means. Okay. As I showed you that analogy of the glass of water. Now, think think about what baptism is. He said, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Then he said, you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Then some of them were full of the Holy Ghost. Now, being filled with the Holy Ghost, that means the Holy Spirit was poured into you on the inside of you. Being baptized with the Holy Ghost is different. Baptism means to be emerged. You remember John baptized those people down there at the River Jordan. John baptized them. He emerged them. See, we have a, we believe by faith that baptism should be done uh, when a person is baptized. They should be emerged under the water. You know, the preacher or the deacon, whoever did it, they take you and they take you under the water. That's baptism. Well, of course, you got some churches that, that think baptism is sprinkled. Well, I think maybe the Methodist church or some, maybe some of the Catholic church, they may get glass on the fingers and sprinkle water on the baby's forehead, and this is a form of baptism. You know, sprinkle your two in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, sprinkle. That's not baptism. That's just a sprinkle. The Bible do not teach that that is baptism. Baptism is when a person go under the water. When Jesus found John, his cousin, and told John to baptize him, baptize him John really didn't want to get into baptizing Jesus because, Jesus, you, you're more holy than I am. You're the Lamb of God. But Jesus told John, John, suffer to be so now. we got to fulfill all righteousness. And John baptized Jesus down in the river of Jordan. John took Jesus down under the water and brought him up. And you know that the heaven opened. You know the story that the heaven opened. And the voice spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son. And you know the doves came down and lit up on Jesus' shoulder. And he said, this is my beloved son of whom I'm, I'm well pleased. John baptized Jesus and took Jesus under the water. If you haven't been baptized and went under the water, you have not been baptized yet, my brother. My sister, baptism, you got to be emerged, meaning going under the water. That's what baptism means, emerged, going under. So I want to use this analogy, what Jesus was saying, I'm going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. So to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, God has to take you, my brother. God has to take you, my sister, take you and just baptize you in the Holy Ghost. God got to take you down and baptize you in the Holy Ghost like a preacher baptized you in the water. God baptized you in the Spirit, in the Holy Ghost. You go under in the Holy Ghost, and God brings you up. And when he does that, as he told the disciples, I'm gonna, you shall be baptized with, in the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And then here John is saying, one come out of me, going to baptize you. Uh, 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 and in the Holy Ghost. And so being baptized in the Holy Ghost and when God duck you under, when God take you under the spirit and take you down, everybody haven't been down in the spirit and been just emerged. See, I mean, you go under. God got to take you under the spirit, into the spirit, baptize you in the spirit, not pour it in you, not pour it in you, not feed with it, but you, he got to take you down, down, down in the spirit. Into the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost all over you from your head to your toe. Just saturate you all over your body. 
Holy Ghost all over. So that's why God's preacher got to, you. They got to be anointed by God. They are anointed by God. They've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. They've just been filled. They've been baptized in it. And when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, this gives you power like never before. You ain't scared of nobody. You ain't scared of no preacher. You ain't scared of no deacon. You ain't scared that they're going to put you out if I preach this kind of gospel. You ain't scared of nobody. Put me out. I go down the street and keep on preaching. Take my church. I go start another church. I'm going to preach. Don't preach about homosexuality. Uh, look, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're going to preach against everything that's sinful. If they don't like it, you don't care. But because the people didn't make you, the people can't break you. But the people that are hiring, they ain't going to preach the full gospel. I was talking to a man one day, and he was telling me about, you know, some churches, they're what they call full gospel. Some Baptist churches, they're not full gospel. They just, they call themselves preaching the gospel. They're not full gospel. And one of my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law told me one time, he would say, yeah, this church over here, they, 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 he said, you know, they full gospel now? They full gospel now? And I'm saying to myself, they full gospel? Ain't nothing else to be but full gospel. See, all churches are not full gospel. And the ones that are not full gospel, they don't preach on certain things. So some of the Baptist church, if it's not a full gospel church, certain things they ain't going to preach on. But every church, if it's God's church, it, it can't be nothing but full gospel. And so my brother-in-law didn't understand the difference between full gospel and the, other, the way the other churches were. And so that was just, I couldn't get my head wrapped around that. He was saying, man, yeah, they full, they full gospel now, as if they're doing something wrong. They should have been full gospel from the get-go. Every church should be full gospel. And so those that aren't full gospel, they're they not going to preach on everything that's sinful. They don't, they don't preach about uh, today's, they won't preach uh, matters of today today's issues of life. They won't preach the priest. Oh, a lady asked me one day, young lady, she was over here. She said, do your church uh, deal with the issues of the day? I said, yes, ma'am. Whatever the issues of the day is, my church deal with. I don't care what the family going through, what the homes are going through, what the government going through. My church preaches and teaches on the issues of the day because the Bible deals with the issues of the day. We are full gospel. We're not part-time gospel. We are full gospel. And that's the way all of God's churches should be. So uh, being baptized into the Holy Spirit means that God has taken you down into the Spirit. The Spirit of God is in you, and you're going to speak it no matter who like it, who don't like it. God told Isaiah, he said, pay no attention to their faces. You just preach the gospel. Sometimes the folk can be making faces. They can be gritting their teeth. I was preaching one time. I remember this. A lady was back there, a man, she, she was just gritting her teeth, and she just couldn't sit in her seat. And she was just moving and just squirming in her seat. The Word of God was working, y'all, and it was tearing her up. You know what I did? I kept on preaching. I'm not going to stop. I ain't going to change. That's full gospel. That's being baptized in the Holy Spirit. If the, if the, if the Word of God hit you, just say, ouch, Lord, thank you. So, uh. The difference of being filled with the Spirit is when God fills you. Every believer that accepts Jesus Christ, God fills you. And you need that to live a saved life.
But every pastor, every minister, every evangelist, every apostle, every everybody that's doing ministry, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because see, you have to be able to stand more than a lay person. You can't. I I can't quit. I can't quit. Some some of you all may quit, but I can't quit. You know, Jeremiah, when Jeremiah, when the Lord touched Jeremiah and baptized him in, in the Holy Spirit, Jeremiah said, uh, uh, he, he said, well, uh, I, I, I ain't going to say it. I can't tell it no more. I'm not going to, I'm just going to hold my peace. But you know what? He couldn't. The fire got to burning and Jeremiah couldn't hold his peace. He had to tell the people what the Lord said. And so many times, a lot of things I don't want to say, but I can't hold it. That, that being baptized in the Holy Ghost, you going to say it. If you don't say it today, you're going to say it next Sunday because you can't hold it. It's going to come out because you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's the difference in being baptized into the Holy Ghost and being filled with the Holy Ghost. When I first got saved, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Later, God took me and prepared me for ministry. He baptized me in the Holy Ghost, and I won't bite my tongue for nobody. Nobody. My mama, my brother, my sister. My family, my wife, my children, nobody. The president, if the president comes to the church, I tell you, you got to be born again. You got to get them demons out of you. And the only way to get them out, you got to get in God's word and, 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 and seek God just like every other believer. You think I sweet it up because the president comes? No. He got to hear it like everybody else. And and just being baptized in God and the Holy Spirit will, will make you not have a feel, oh, that, that's the president. You're going to tell the president the only way to hell? Yes, the only way to hell if you don't if you don't get the word of God. That's what that's what uh, Pastor uh, MacArthur told the governor of California. Uh, uh, his name uh Abbott. I think that I'm saying his name right. That's what he told him. He wrote him a letter a letter from the church. He pinned it from the church and sent the letter to the governor and told the governor of California and told him, I'm really concerned about your soul. That you in danger of hell fire. And the governor of California, he's a mean boy. He's a devil right. And Pastor MacArthur told him, I'm concerned about your soul. That you, you, that, that you might, you actually might die and go to hell because of your belief. And the persecution that you bring against the church. How many preacher people write the governor a certified letter and make sure he get it and tell him exactly how he feels and what he needs to do and what he's what he shouldn't be doing against the church? Man, that that's that's some holy boldness right there. Now, let me go just a little bit further. I ain't gonna hold you long. Let me see what else I got to give you. Um Luke, Luke 167. Thank you, thank you. Uh, my sister, let's see, Luke 1 and 67. Let's read that, see what it's saying. Luke 1 and 67. Yeah, okay, Luke 1 and 67. That's it, that's it right there. I wrote the wrong scripture, and I wrote verse 75, but it was actually verse 67. That's why I couldn't find it. Okay, Luke 1 and 67. It said, and Zechariah, this is John the Baptist's dad, and, Zachar- and, and his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. So John the Baptist's dad, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Ghost. He wasn't baptized with that. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. So God took the Holy Ghost 
and poured it into Zachariah's life. God, I'm praying God would take his Holy Spirit and pour it into all of you all's life. Everybody need it. Ask God for it. Lord, I need your spirit on these jobs, up and down the street, at the store, Kroger, Walmart, where we go. To be, able, to be kept now, day and time, we need to be filled with the spirit. Now, a lot of you all may not need the, 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 the northern that a pastor will have like uh, Elijah, Elijah and, and uh, 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 Elisha. Now, Elijah told Elijah, if you be here when the Lord take me up in the whirlwind, that, that God was going to give you a double portion of the spirit. Though these leaders today, we really need uh, a double portion of God, Holy Spirit, versus what the average layperson needs. You all just need the Holy Ghost to keep you on your job, keep you saved, enough to be saved, enough to know right from wrong, enough not to do wrong. That's all you need. But actually do uh, uh, to do spiritual warfare and combat, and the casting out of demons and uh, uh, petitioning heaven and, and doing um, really ministry, uh, the kind of ministry that needs to be done, the, the average layperson that gets saved don't need that kind of anointing, but every real, real man of God, preacher, you really need to have a, a heavy anointing on your life and this is why Jesus told those disciples, I'm going to baptize y'all in the Holy Ghost. Now, on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls were added to the church, and they were filled, all filled with the Holy Ghost and spoken tongue. They were filled with it. And, and they, th that's all they needed to, go, to live holy, to live righteous, to tell somebody about the Lord. That's all they needed. But man, to confront the authority, to confront demons and, 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 and call them out for who they are. You have to have a a special, a heavier anointing on your life than the average believer does. So that's the difference in being filled with the Holy Ghost and being full of the Holy Ghost and being baptized in the Holy Ghost. I hope I hope you understand where I'm going and what I'm saying now about that. Uh, let me read just a little bit from my my, note, my notes uh, uh, in from my Bible. Let's see, sixteen and uh, fifty-two. Uh, the hefty sort of explain a little bit what I'm saying about being filled with it. Then I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna say a prayer. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, Saint Luke 16:52. Y'all, y'all don't have that, but this is my book. Let's see. 16:52. This is a footnote. This is not a scripture. 16:52. Uh, reading from a footnote. Um, One of the cardinal doctrines of Scripture is the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Uh, rather than being baptized with the Holy Ghost, concerning baptism in the Holy Ghost, the Word of God teaches the following thing. Uh, the baptism in the Spirit is intended. Baptize, baptism in the Spirit is intended for all who confess faith in Christ. So all who confess faith in Christ, baptism in the Spirit is for you having been born again and have received the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. So you all have been baptized into the Holy Spirit, okay, been filled with the Holy Spirit, same thing. 
full of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This is for all believers. Now, to be baptized in the Spirit means to be filled with the Spirit. However, this baptism occurred only at and after Pentecost. That's on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts. Concerning those filled with the Holy Ghost uh, before Pentecost, uh, there there are people who were filled with the Holy Ghost prior to Pentecost, or Zechariah was prior to Pentecost, Isaiah and all the prophets, uh, just they had the Holy Ghost. David said that he had, Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. So there are people who had the Holy Spirit before the day of Pentecost happened. Okay. Then it goes on to say, I'm reading from uh, uh, Luke does not use the term baptized in the Holy Spirit. This experience occurred only after Christ's ascension. Uh, in the book of Acts, speaking with tongues as the Spirit gives others is the initial outward sign accompanying the baptized, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit is linked so closely with the ex external manifestation of speaking in tongues that this should be considered the norm. When receiving a baptism, uh, this should be the norm. The baptism in the Holy Spirit will bring, here we are right here. Check this out. This is what I want you to get this far. The baptism in the Holy Ghost will bring the person boldness and power of the Holy Spirit into the believer's life in order to accomplish mighty works in Christ, in Christ's name, and to make the believer uh, witness and proclamation effective. This power is not some impersonal force, but it is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit by which the presence, the glory, and the work of Jesus are present with his people. So being baptized in the Holy Ghost, it, it, it gives you personal boldness. See, some of y'all really kind of shy to share your testimony about what God has done for you. Well, a person has been baptized into the Holy Ghost. There's no shameless about them. They, they, they're not ashamed to share their religious faith. They're not ashamed to witness to others and tell people, I'm saved, I love the Lord, and things I used to do, I don't do anymore. So being baptized in the Holy Ghost gives you this personal boldness, and it, 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 it gives you, uh, it gives you uh, some impersonal force. It gives you, and this impersonal force is power power to uh, speak to the demonic world. See, when you start talking about demons and the demonic, a lot of people start trembling. Man, I don't mess with that kind of stuff right there. I know people possessed with devils, got demons, all them. I don't go around, I don't be messing with no devil. But see, and and, and, and you really shouldn't if you, if you don't have this uh, special anointing because those devils jump on you and tear you up. But but every, each time Jesus confronted the demons, he commanded them to come out of that man, come out of that woman, and go on down the road somewhere. And so he wasn't afraid of them, and, and actually the demons were afraid of Jesus. And many times they knew Jesus, and, and they spoke out, said, I know who you are. you Jesus, the Holy One of God. And so people that have been baptized in the Holy Ghost, the demon, the devils from hell, they know you. They know you. They know the threat you are. They know the life that you live. They know that you can cast them out. 
they know that you can pray for people. They they know that you know the Lord and God is in your life. And they know that you're living a good life now. And they know that you ain't you ain't cutting up sideways. There was a group of people in the Bible, I'm almost done, who were trying to do what Paul did. Paul cast out devils. He lived a real good life. He was able to do this because he had that double portion, that uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Paul cast out demons, and Paul had some brothers that were walking with him, and they tried to do exactly what Paul did. And they found these people, and they were trying to cast the demons out of them. Man, the demons came out of those men and jumped on them and told them the Bible said whooped them raggedy and wounded them. And they ran away. I mean, they ran down the road hollering and crying, and the devil whooped them, just tore them up. See, messing with demons is something everybody don't want to do. You don't want to mess with that. If God don't give you the power to deal with it, you don't want. You definitely don't want to mess with that. You don't want to go there. The devil came out. Old men jumped on them and tore them up. The Bible said whooped them. They were they were they were, they were raggedy and wounded. Tore them up. But when Paul met them demons, he called them out and they came out and they left. When Jesus met them demons, they came out and they left. So to be baptized in the Holy Spirit is to give you power to do spiritual warfare y'all follow me spiritual warfare that's what being baptized in the holy spirit is all about we need people that's baptized in the holy spirit so they can actually do spiritual warfare uh cast demons out and help people get their lives back okay that's my study for you all today uh, i hope that hope hope that helped you and some of you probably never heard of such thing but just keep hanging around me and you're gonna hear a lot of stuff you never heard of uh, that you should have heard of, but but you did. It's not your fault. It's just uh, you wasn't in the right place at the right time. But you 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 you're there now. Okay, you're here now. Thank God for you. Okay, so God bless all of you wonderful people. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you. Pastor Johnson personally thanks everyone for joining us for our midweek prayer and refuel service. We are located at 3002 Chelsea Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee. Services start at 11 a.m. and we would love to have you as our guest this Sunday. Join us. You'll be glad you did.